Press play on the inside. Inside Sales Show. Powered by the Sales IQ Network. My name is Daryl Prale. I'm your host. And you, my friend, well, you and I, we're going to go on a journey every single week talking to the industry's most accomplished sales legends as they share with us their tips, their tricks, their techniques, and their tactics to become sales rock stars. You simply need to do what they're doing and you will achieve similar nirvana. If you like to laugh, you like to be entertained, if you like to go off on tangents and tell stories, you're going to love what you're going to hear next. Sit back, relax. It's going to get real. How is everybody doing today? Oh my goodness, it is a fantastic freaking day. You know why? Because my friends, I don't know if you caught the last episode I sent on the on the whole episode series of episodes. I got to say episodes 42 times. Maybe there's a wager somewhere along the way. I don't know. But I gave you a little update last time. It's like a two-minute episode. My shortest ever episode. I think it was like two minutes long. That was it. And basically, I was saying, I'm changing networks. Same good show, just a new channel. Now, of course, everybody who's like 20 years old and younger has no idea that I'm making a television reference here because you've all streamed your entire life. You're like, Daryl, what are you talking about? That's what would happen, kids, in the days of television when shows would change times. Same great show, new cool time or day or what have you. So I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm an old man and I ramble. Yeah, so what's going on? So what's going on is we're joining a very phenomenal network. The good folks at Sales IQ, check them out, Sales IQ Global. And I mean, Luigi Presidente, kids, Tony Hughes, kids. I mean, the the, the revenue shows there are phenomenal. And, uh, and we're joining their posse. So it's gonna be a lot of fun, but same show, same format. And if you haven't checked out Sales IQ Global, please do, phenomenal company, podcasts are equal epic. So that's my little plug. This is episode number 176 and the whole show, but episode number one on the new network. You're here for it. This is history in the making. All right. So with that said, let's shut up and move on to the real reason why you're here. I want to rant today. I'm ranting. I'm in a mood. Are you in a mood? You want to listen to me rant? Oh my goodness, I'm curious, when I rant, if those of you who are listening to me while you're exercising, maybe you're out for a run, you're on the treadmill in the gym, does it make you run faster? Let me know, send me a message on social, I wanna hear. I wanna rant because I've been lamenting a few things recently and I think it's finally time we have an episode to have a heart to heart. What I've been lamenting, I've been lamenting bots. You know, you've heard me talk about bots before. Guys, don't use bots. Everybody can tell when you're using a bot. When you use a bot, it kills you. I literally had uh, a LinkedIn post the other day where I showed a screen capture of an invite I got, and it said, hey, space, 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 Daryl, you know, your company looks really interesting, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, why was it space, 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 Daryl? Because I have a microphone image in my name, which, by the way, totally against the terms of service on LinkedIn. You really shouldn't do as I do, but I'm a rebel. I break rules. But the reason I do that is so I can tell when it's a bot. So they would always say space, 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 Daryl, or would actually say microphone Daryl. And when that happens, I know that it's actually, it's not personalized. It's just a bot. This isn't an anti-bot crusade. You've heard me do that before. I am going somewhere with this. Indulge me. So there's that. 
there is the whole activity over outcomes, all right? Do you have a sales manager who's like, you've not made 95,000 calls today. You suck as a sales rep, and this is why you have no success. You are worthless to me. I spit on you. You ever have that, you know? And you try to say, yeah, but I, I, I kind of had, I had 42 great conversations. I don't care. You didn't do 95,000 calls. You suck. That's activity. So there's the bots. There's the activity. Oh, oh, what else do I, um, I my other rant, that people are just trying to combine as much as possible discovery and demo at the same time. Because if I do discovery and demo at the same time, and theoretically I shorten my cycle and I can get more activities done, I can make more deals, except your demo sucks because you've got no context because you didn't do discovery and trying to wing it on the fly. And when you wing it on the fly, you realize they want to see something that you have no clue how to do. And then you botch the demo and you try to bullshit your way through it, but you lose the deal. When you simply, if you'd have taken some time, you'd have done a proper discovery and then you'd have had a killer demo. And you'd have been like a rock star. Lack of research, right? Lack of research. Because, hey, who has time for that? Because I have to do 95,000 calls a day because my mantra says so. So you see, there's a lot of power on effects here. What does all this have in common? What does all this have in common? Well, I'll tell you what it all has in common. It all has in common either we're trying to game the system by doing as much as humanly possible through automation and shortcuts. So the bot... It's an automation. Combining demo and discovery is automation, is, is a shortcut, right? I'm trying to do two things in, in once. And my friends, boys and girls, gather around. I want you to understand the consequences of what that does. When you do this, you suck. You suck. You're losing deals. And your manager, who's already angry at you for not doing 95,000 calls that day, is now pissed at you because you suck. I have the answer. And the answer is very simple. Yet, I contend it may be counterintuitive. So you ready? Do you want to know what it is? Sit back, relax, get your pencil out. Get ready to put this down. Hey, hey, maybe you don't have a pencil. Maybe you have a digital pen and you're on your remarkable and you're making these digital notes because you're a cool cat. I like it. Here's the answer. I want you to do less. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Go to VanillaSoft.com. L-E-S-S. In case you couldn't understand that my Canadian accent. And you're probably going, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Daryl. That's okay. You're not the only one. Here to explain what I mean by doing less. Straight from Sales IQ Global Headquarters in sunny, beautiful Australia, who is the master of less, don't ask the women in his life, the Luigi Prestonenzi, the man himself, the legend. How you doing, sir? Mate, I'm doing great, Daryl. I don't know. That's the first time ever anyone has introduced me as the master of less. The master new, of less. New LinkedIn you know, title, the master of less. I was given that title by my wife on the honeymoon. I think it's a compliment. I'm not sure. But there you go. What are you going to do? My first, before we get into what do we mean by less, thanks for having me on the network, dude. Thank you so much. I'm a part of the family now. Oh, mate. Well, you know, the minute I heard that there was a bit of a change, I thought, you know, there's a great trigger event to have a chat with you because we've obviously been working together 
for such a long time now, mate, and a big fan of the podcast. I've listened to it many times on my run, and yes, it makes me run faster. Just to anchor that. <laughs> <laughs> your ramble, your rants get me angry. And as a result, I run faster. <laughs> mate, it's absolute privilege to have you part of our network. And I help, love it. Thank you, know, you so much. elevate our sales, the sales profession because I think, you know, the profession needs a bit of help. And the more and more technology comes, the more and more we need help. So let's talk about less. I mean, I gave you my opening rant, but I know you've got an opinion on this. You've got to take. Did anything I say resonate with you? Do you want to go off on a different tangent? Do you want to build upon what I said? Where do you want to go with this? Absolutely. I think I want to go down this path. I think the fact of the matter is that the data doesn't lie, right? We are seeing, what is it? Data tells us 24% of emails are opened, 50% are deleted before they're opened, sellers under 30% of sellers are hitting target salespeople spending what 30% of their time selling. I mean, the data is sitting there. It's staring at us right in the face, telling us that there's a problem. <laughs> if you're looking at this, if you are anyone that you're looking at this saying, you know what, this isn't really good data. Like it's probably not something you want to be sitting around the boardroom table with the executive team looking at this going, hey, we're making a real difference in our sales team. 24% of those <laughs> people are hitting target. We're doing all this activity. We're spending more money on tech than ever before. We've got, you know, CRM. We've got automation platforms. We've got call listening devices. We've got data enrichment tools. We've got all these things, but yet sales performance is down. So what's that telling us? And I think some really you know, some real conversations need to be happening now about why. Because I think throwing more tech at, at a problem is not going to fix the problem. It's going to make the problem worse. So let's talk about some of the symptoms. And, you know, I, I open up kind of saying we're trying to do too much and, and we're contending we need to do less. So I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll share a symptom and then you jump in when you've got <laughs> symptoms and maybe we can get salve for that from the doctor and make the itch go away. So, you know, one symptom I see over and over and over again is I get messages, whether it's cold email or it's a voicemail on my phone, which by the way, yeah, I do check my voicemails. <laughs> and even when I don't, it's all automated. It comes to me as, an, as a, a text-based email that yep. I can read or it's a social media outreach, usually connection requests. And there's literally zero relevance to me. And I use the, and I've used this term before with my tribe here on, on the show. I go, I think, I think relevance is more than just it's, it's, it's personalization plus, you yeah. know, saying, Hey, Daryl, you know? Yeah. Okay, great. But <laughs> why do I care in my role? Yeah. You know, what's the pain that I'm feeling? What is it I'm struggling with every single day? And how can you make this relevant to me? Cause I need resolution to this pain Right, freaking out. And by the way, I, and I want to be clear on this one for those who have missed me talk about this. When you come to me and say something like, hey, you've got a big number to hit this year, a sales quota, you've got a big number. That's not really relevant to me. Every single sales leader has got a big number. You know what I've got? I've got a sales team right now that I just listened to three or four of the recordings and they all suck despite all their training. Can you fix that for me? Because that's relevant to me right now. Okay. Yep. So, why do we have these impersonal, generic outreach messaging? Yeah. I think it's because they're rushing, as opposed mm -hmm. to taking time and to do less outreach and make the messages they send to people like me more relevant. To me, that's an example of doing less. Thoughts? Absolutely. But I think the less part requires more effort and work. Right? It does. And this is 
Look, we're asking sellers to go, well, think about a cadence. You're going to set up your sequencing tool and you want to do this and you want to do that. But hang on a second. Let's actually take a step back and go, well, actually, who are we serving first? Let's think about what does a day in the life of them look like? And simply just giving them a picture of a persona and saying, here, we've done the work for you. This is what your customers' pains are. This is what their challenges and opportunities and goals. But hang on, do you truly understand what those goals and objectives are? right? And I think that is a big issue because sellers aren't really going into the detail about what is happening in our buyer's world. Because, you know, the, the, the element of building a relationship or any form of trust comes from being empathy. But how can we truly show any empathy if we don't truly have an understanding of what, what the day looks like? What are the challenges in the day? Like you said, you've listened to a call. What's the sales leader thinking when he listens to that call, right? So these are the things that I think sellers are missing now. And one of the things, and I'm not that old, even though I turn 40 next month, right? But, you know, when I started in sales, we didn't have the remarkable LinkedIn. We didn't have some of the tools that we've got today where I can press a button, I can get a mobile number. We had to be curious. We had to go out there and look we had to search, we had to do research, we had to talk to people, we had to build our own lists. Do you know what? That itself is a skill that I think is missing for a lot of people. That searching under a rock, you have a look, nothing there, go to the next, you know, that whole, I think that process is being missed. And we're trying to quickly focus on ramp, but we're forgetting there's some fundamental skills that we're missing, that sellers are missing. And that is, you know, I've got an email here. Is video or animation something you're in the market for? That's the first line. Pricing <laughs> wise, we typically range between 5,000 and 12,000 per project, depending on length. If anything looks interesting, we'd love to pitch some ideas. That's, and then I've got the next one. And then the next one that says, Are you not the person responsible for video in your business? Oh, my God. Oh right, God, that's yeah, an yeah. automated. I've got it here. It's the automated sequence in play now, right? Why is that even relevant for me, Daryl? Like, what read? Like, that's absolutely crazy to think that these are them. And there is countless and countless emails like this going out, right? For me, right. that's not selling. That's absolutely not selling. That's the opposite of selling. Yeah, I would agree. That's spamming. But people are trying to do <laughs> right, more, spamming, right? right? They're trying to do the activity so they don't have time to do this. So we'll go down more examples, but let, I mean, I know what people are thinking right now, so let's just let's just deal with it right now. People are saying, I don't have time <laughs> to do less <laughs> because I've got a boss or I've got a big nut I have yeah. or I have to have so many conversations, I have to do so many outreaches a day. How can I possibly do less? I hear you, I know, but that's not realistic. So what do you say to that? I mean, you're the sales trainer. You're, you, you're the guy who not only trains the reps, and this is true, folks, because for those who don't know, I am not only just the host of the show, I also am a client of that man right there, right? I hired him for a long time to train my team. So you, you and I would have some blunt conversations where you'd say, yep. Daryl, don't be a dipshit you got to do this with your team <laughs> instead of that only 
dipshit is actually polite for what he would actually say. And when someone swears at you with an Australian accent, it really hurts. So, I mean, how do you coach these sales reps who would love to do what you're saying, but don't feel they are empowered to do that? Well, I think this is, this, you know, the time. The time equation constantly comes up and it's easy to say I don't have time. But I think the, one, the thing that makes the high-performing sales professionals a little bit different is they find the time. They make it a priority. And we all know that, yes, you can't manufacture more time, but you can choose where you spend your time, right? And we've known, we've seen people in your, in your team that there are some that really, you know, they spend a little bit of extra time per day doing what needs to be done so that they can improve and they can change the way they craft messages, you know, learn new skills. So, yes, it's always going to be a challenge when you've got your manager saying, hey, I need these. This is, this is you know, your activity levels, etc." Okay, cool. We can't change that. We can't control that. But you know what I can control kind of if I'm going to listen to a podcast? I mean, I remember you saying, guys, here's a podcast. This is my podcast. This is my Inside, inside sales podcast, go off and listen to this. They had incredible content already they could listen to and they could implement immediately. Some chose to do it, some didn't, as you know. The ones that chose to do it made improvement. And I think this is the biggest thing that sellers have today. That it comes to a point of choice. They're either going to choose to improve or they're not. Now, yes, we go, this is not about creating a hustle culture mentality and work more hours, but you know what? An hour a day. If they can commit, and you can find that hour a day. If you morning walk, you can listen to a podcast. You can, you know, read a little bit of a book. There's many ways to find that hour where you can proactively, even half an hour. If we did half an hour, think about it. It's two and a half hours a week. That's 10 hours a month of learning, self-learning. How many sellers have gone, chorus, all these great platforms, and they don't listen to a call? Right, we've had this conversation before. They don't actually sit there and review a call. They don't review their deals. Like that for me is a choice. They're making a choice not to focus on improving and not making a commitment to excellence. And this is where, unfortunately, I I believe that the people that make that choice not to focus on that commitment to excellence will actually be made redundant in the next five years. They will not be. They'll not have a role to play, because you know sellers don't. I mean, buyers don't want to engage with a salesperson that can't create value and isn't actually going to deliver anything outside of what a website information sheet can deliver. And we've spoken about that, right? We've spoken about the demo, the demo that isn't contextualized, isn't customized, and isn't fit to purpose for the prospect. So why the hell do they need a salesperson running that when they can just watch that on YouTube? Well, they can just watch that on the website, right? Right. So I hope that answered your question. It does. And but I bet you we have people in our audience saying, okay, now I'm really confused, Braille. Because you're saying to do less, but then Preston Enzi just said you gotta spend a half hour a day learning new content and maybe another half hour today, you know, kind of just skimming and listening to some of your calls. So isn't that more? And let me clarify why it's less. Because if you use the example, you have eight hours a day of doing prospecting, whether you're prospecting, closing deals, whatever. What Luigi just said was actually, no, no, no. Now you get seven hours a day to do that. Because you're going to put a half hour into learning new content, half hour reviewing your own calls and comparing what you did well and what you did right. 
So you have seven hours a day. You're doing less prospecting. However, because you invested in the training and you invested in reviewing your calls and seeing what you're doing right and wrong, what happens? It's like a pro athlete who practices. When they practice, their success rate goes up. Their conversion rate, your conversion rate, my friend, will go up. So you will convert more activity and more pipeline those seven hours than you do in the eight hours right (laughs) now. So you're doing less prospecting, but you're being smarter and you're being more intentional about it. That's an example of doing less. Now, let me throw an example out there, going back to the boss situation. I hear you. Your boss is a big believer in activity. I think what you need to do, and I need to have a hard conversation with them, maybe in your next one-on-one, and you can challenge them. Now, not every boss can handle this. I get this. This is your call. You can be bold. You can be brave. I will tell you this. It is an it is a employee, a job seekers market right now. So if you're not happy with the answer, you'll get another job in 33 seconds. I'm not making that up. Okay. I would go to the boss and I would say, okay, you want me to do all this activity, 95,000 outreaches a day. Okay. What do you really, what do you really want? Do you want that activity or do you want conversations or do you want outcomes? Or like, what is it that really matters? Cause I'm thinking we have a quota so I'm thinking you want closed deals. So I'm thinking, you know, you want, you know, a, a number of conversations. And you're thinking it's a numbers game. If I do 95,000, I'll have one conversation a day and then one in three conversations will close. Who the hell knows? What if I could do, you know, half of those touches, but have two or more conversations, you know, two yeah. X or more conversations? Would you be happy? Because then I have conversations, mm. which is really what you're getting at. Yeah. And they're going to say, if you can get more conversations, most of them, 99% of sales leaders will say, if you can have more conversations and do less, <laughs> knock yourself out, right? And they'll use that stupid voice. So you got to have that conversation. And, and the easiest way to do it is say, great, let's do an A-B test. Yeah. You know, I'm going to spend the next week or I'll spend mornings doing my time and afternoons doing your time or the next two weeks I'll do this and my time will compare and contrast. Do an A-B test to see how it works. And then you, this way you can prove to your manager that doing less is actually smarter because when you're doing less, you have more time to personalize yeah. the message, to make it more relevant, to do more research. In fact, you have more time to actually research before you do discovery. Mm. You have more time to actually do your call planning before you place the call, all right? Yeah. This is the point. Sometimes, my friends, less is more, believe it or not. Anyway, Luigi, have you had success in coaching uh, sales leaders on or sales reps on how to do less? Absolutely. And I think there's a couple of good examples here, right? There's a gentleman that I keep referring to. His name's Ellis Abrahams from DocuSign. He's been on our podcast before. And one of the things that he's done so well, he's the, he's the key when it comes to doing less and getting more, right? He's doing, when he was an SDR, he was doing about 14, 15 outreaches a day. And you or, or contacts, reaching new contacts, and you'd be saying, "Mate, that's low. It should be 50. But he was booking four to five appointments a day, right? And the reason for that is because he was spending a couple of hours in the research phase of his list, finding the right trigger, making sure there was relevance and it was personalised, and therefore he was getting a high level of response, right? Spending more time making sure if they didn't respond to the first or second or third email in the thread, maybe he needs to alter the trigger and alter the relevant aspect of it. What did that, where did that lead him to? 
promotion, AE, finish the year 180% of target, right? That's a key example of doing less activity but making the quality, higher level of quality, getting more outcome from the process. But I think the key for this is we know that there's a trust gap between buyers and sellers. We know it. And again, we can reference a lot of data to say buyers just don't trust sellers. How can you when somebody's pitching me on an email that they don't even know that I need, right? It's pure spam. Already I'm dubious about the type of messages coming in. I'm getting these phone calls, etc. There's already that barrier that's up there, right? So why are we fueling the issue when it comes to trust? When if I take the time to research you, Daryl, if I take the time to, if I'm having a discovery, even a discovery call, for example, if I'm not doing any research on your organization, if I'm not doing any research on you, if I'm not coming with a relevant point of view, if I haven't got any really good questions that I've thought about before I meet with you, why should you take the time to spend with me? We've got to, we've got to ask ourselves some serious questions here, right? We are not order takers. We've got to be seen as value creators. We've got to be seen as somebody that's actually delivering more than just a transaction because that's the risk associated with the sales profession right now is the more that we try to automate and we don't deliver value and we don't create any value in the process, the higher the risk of the process being completely stripped out of the salesperson's control and we just give the buyer to say, hey, don't even worry about interacting with someone. Just go to this website and you can interact. You can get what you need to buy <laughs> because you're not getting any value from these guys anyway, right? Here's the one thing I'll say to you, folks. You're sales professionals. What, what do you like more? Hmm. What attracts you to this profession beyond you know, the commission check? Do you like being a trained monkey who does all their sequences and touches so you can hit those 95,000 touches a day? Is that what you like? And if that's what you like, great, keep on doing it. Or do you like doing the research to get to know your ideal customer, to understand how your solution can affect them, why it's relevant to them, how you can make them more successful in a consultative fashion, doing that research so you know the angle to take to start a conversation mm. to have a back and forth. Do you like the relationship side? Do you like the cycle and the process of selling from start to finish to, you know, close deal? If you like the latter as opposed to the former, then the trick here is simply to have more conversations and to have more conversations. The answer counterintuitive as it is, is to do less selling and to do more actual training preparation, research, list optimization, you know, that's what it comes down to. So the choice is yours, but Luigi would never lie to you because he's the man. When I was getting ready for the show, I had two thoughts come to my mind that I thought were just sound bite worthy on today's theme. Tell me what you think, Luigi. I, this is what I came up with, my two sound bites. Results matter more than activity, soundbite number one. And number two, outcomes over outreach. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's, a, that's absolutely yeah. a good one. And you know what? Just on that, right? Just like we do in selling, people don't buy what we sell. They buy the outcome we help them achieve. 
If your manager is is banging on the door for activities, just ask the question, are you paying me for activities or are you paying me for results? Because I'm pretty sure they hired you to deliver a result, not an activity. Activity, yes, it leads to result, but the most important part of the process is the result. Boom. We'll leave it there. Okay. I'd be remiss because we have the man, the legend, the one, the only Luigi Presidenzi in the house. Luigi, for those who are not familiar with your podcast, brother, give us the quick and dirty. What is it all about? Okay. The podcast, the Sales IQ podcast, a passion project of mine. Actually, I started it so that I could learn more. I wanted to talk to people, the books that we read. I talk to these people so that I can be better at being the, be the best professional that I can. But it talks about mindset, it talks about tactics, and it talks about strategies all around how to create pipeline and close more deals. So check it out, Sales IQ Podcast. I think it's pretty good. I've even had the man, Daryl, on it. He might have to be – you might need to be my – I've never had a guest come twice. You might have to be the first, Daryl. So – Funny story there, folks. I've actually been on there twice, but if you go to the actual library, there's only one version of me because Luigi recorded me very early, maybe the first 10 episodes of his new podcast when he launched it. And I waited for like six months for my episode to appear. And I finally had to go to him and say, Luigi, just, you know, without sounding, you know, impolite or rude, where, where am I, dude? And then he had to say, I buggered up the episode and I didn't record properly. And I've just been hiding my head, hoping you would never notice. So I contend I've been on it twice, damn it. So there you have it. So um, three times. <laughs> three times. That's right. I like it. Okay, folks, that's it. That's, an, that's the first episode on the new network in the can. But this is episode number 176. That means we're 24 episodes away from hitting the big 200. So if you have any ideas on what we should do to celebrate that milestone, let me know. I'd love to hear it. We're, we're a little bit away. Maybe, well, if I do the math, was it maybe six months away? So mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I want you to be part of it. In the meantime, check us out. Follow, like, subscribe, share, review. Give us five stars. Tell Alexa you think we're awesome. Whatever <laughs> it might be. I am just thrilled to be talking with you again. My name's Daryl. That's my friend Luigi. You should follow his podcast too. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.